On this show, it's only good vibes. Talking about music from Beyonce to Tribe. In the world where it's always politicking. Run, why your boy Kanye be tripping? I don't know, so we put it on the shelf. Listen to Comrade when he brings up mental health. Is Michael Jackson really the king of pop? There's no debate if you ask, be shocked. Conversation so tight, it be gripping you. We love getting suggestions from our listeners. Do something foolish, try and run if you can. All you're gonna do is end up a victim of Who's Man's. Welcome to another week of Who's Man's podcast. We hope you enjoy it. What up, though, everyone? Welcome to the Who's Man's podcast. I'm your host, Ron Adana, aka Mr. Taylor Made. In the building with me, I got my man Conrad. What's up, beautiful people? It's another episode of Who's Man's Podcast, and we're excited to be here with y'all. It's the end of the year, and we're just ready to close out on a good note. But before we do all that, all that, let's hear who's here. It was a Saturday night, 28 degrees outside. I didn't couldn't feel my nose, I couldn't feel my ears, but I sat there, and I watched from a window, and I looked at this woman who I've always admired, who I fought over who I've literally gotten in fights over. Hey, I cried one time over it. You sound like a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> but all I wanted to do was get close. Close enough, not even to, you know, touch her. This really does sound stalkerish. <laughs> I just wanted her to notice me. And that's how I met Serena Williams. I knew we weren't going to waste much time getting into that. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't just interrupt us and then start it off with yep, that. Yeah, I don't want to be rude. I'm not a rude person. I try not to. So how was it, bro? Um, magic. Uh, was it planned or is it not planned? You just happened to. Let me tell you something. God be working, okay? He be putting people in your life at weird moments where you don't even think like, oh, okay, that's just a person I know. No. He be putting like legit angels. They may not always be angels, but they be angels for a day. So, bet. Um, start off the day. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go long. Start off the day. Uh, my friend's in town. Donald, Darnold and I's friend. So, we all hang out. We go. Uh, uh, well, actually, I yeah, start off the day with Michigan State winning their basketball game. I should say that. So, I'm sure that played a part in it. Um, <laughs> Saturday, we go to, like, this bazaar where all these, like, uh, black people are there and selling stuff that they've made or stuff they want to make. Um, this dude literally told us a poem and we gave him money. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but it, I'm just thinking it led up to this moment. So Donald and I are like, hey, bet. Uh, what you want to do later? He's like, I'm so tired. I'm like, I'm tired too. He's like, bet, let's take a nap, all right? And let's link up later, and we'll go, like, smoke cigars and whatever. We'll play it chill. So, like, bet, all right. So we come back to my apartment. Darnold takes the couch. I take, you know, the luxurious bed that I love. Um, And not even, like, 10 minutes into me trying to go to sleep. Obviously, I got my phone in my hand, which is bad. But I get a text message from my boy, Patrick. Shout out to Patrick, all right? That's angel number one, okay? Keep him around. Um, he says these words. Yo, Serena is here. She's at Legacy West, which if you don't know, that's like right outside of Dallas. It's a shopping plaza or whatever. 
So immediately, me being the Serena stand stalker, whatever you want to call me, you can call me all of it. I really don't care. Um, that I am, I'm like, no, Serena Williams is in Miami. She did a pop-up shop last night. I know everybody who was there. I follow all of them on Instagram, so I know. I follow all of their live stories, so I know that they party late into the night. She's still in Miami because Venus is still there. This could never happen. So what do you do? You go to Twitter because everybody tweets. Do, do a quick search of Serena. Serena Williams is about to come out in Dallas. Come out and say hi. 6.05, I got that text message. 6.09, Darnold and I are running out the door. I left my coat. It's 28 degrees outside. I don't even know about it. We run to the car. Legacy West is about 20 minutes away. We got there in 10. Nowhere to park. Darnold knew, like, a certain area to park, and we got our own spot. Nobody was up there. Then we get a phone call, like, hey, I know you had to have tickets to this, and they sold out two weeks ago. And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, we, never, <laughs> we never thought about actually, like, how does this work for you to get in there? So we didn't think that far. Darnold, angel number two. He like, hey, we don't need that. We're just going to figure it out as we go. Literally run down the stairs. We pass two SUVs. We make the educated guess that that's her SUVs. <laughs> Darnold. Brings up the great idea, which I almost, almost went after, but I'm glad I didn't. He's like, "Bet, let's just hide in the uh, SUV <laughs> and wait till she come out, and then at least we can say hi." I'm sure we got time for that, and it was a good idea in the moment. But I was like, "No, let's see if we can just get in." So, fast forward two and a half hours, we've been outside at this point. I'm dying, <laughs> and I'm good. I'm like, I got a picture of her. It's creepy, yeah, but it's her. And I saw her up, her, <laughs> up close to person. I cannot feel many parts of my body, and I feel like I may not make it out of this alive. So <clears throat> let's just go. And I'm telling Donald this, and he's like, are you sure? Like, you, I think you might regret this if you don't do it. And I'm like, Donald, I really don't feel good. Like, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to make it. And he's like, well, let's just give it, like, five more minutes. I was like, okay, all right, all right. As soon as that happens, it's about 8.30 now. We got there at 6, what, 6.30. So 8.30, lady comes to the door, and she's like, look, we're going to let you guys in, but you got to go to the other. That's all she got out before me and Darna took off. We took off running to the only other door there is, because what else could she say? So we get there. Now, here's where the story gets crazy, all right? So it's about, when we got there, it was about 15 people outside. Only 100 were allowed into the event. At this point, it's like 45 people outside. And so it's like families, um, and it's, you know, older people <laughs> who are just trying to see if you can get a glimpse of Serena. So they're like, we're going to let you in five at a time. Well, look, there's no order to the line. So there's this family who has somehow gotten to the front of the line Mind you, it's people who've been out here. I've been out there for two and a half. This girl's been out there for four and a half at that point, four and a half hours. And so this this young lady, and I don't know her name, but I'm always going to be a fan of hers. I've never seen a six-year-old girl be cursed out before <laughs> in my life. This girl cursed out the mama, the daddy, the six-year-old girl who just wanted to meet Serena, and say, I could give less than a fuck about, excuse my language, people out there. 
I can give less than a fuck about your daughter. You guys need to take your ass to the back of the line because you just got here. Oh, I was so cold. I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I can't feel anything, but I know we shouldn't be yelling at this little girl. So she proceeds to like bum rush the door when this family goes in and security proceeds to push her back out. And she's not happy. But nonetheless, we're the next five people to get in. We walk up there, and it's me and Darno doing, like, <laughs> it's almost like our routine of just the craziest shit we can say. And I'm like, dog, how do I look? Like, is she going to like me? He He's like, Darno's like, I should have wore better clothes. Why am I here like this? And we're going back and forth. I look at the girl behind me. I'm like, is there a booger in my nose? I'm like, don't lie to me because if Serena see a booger, that's your ass. She was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just nervous. So now it's like time to go up there. And I'm like walking, and I have like creepy pictures to back this up. I'm walking yeah, you up do. there. <laughs> you do. I look to the girl to my left, who's obviously a part of Serena's team, and I'm like, What do you what do you even say to her? And she was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, if you could just go so this line can move, because she's ready to go. I was like, so I walk up there and she having a conversation with the person next to her. And I'm like, okay, you got to say something smart. You got to say, maybe you can say something funny. No, you ain't that funny right now. No, just say something. She turns around. She looks at me. And I say, Serena Williams, you're the greatest athlete of all time. And I love you very much. And she, (laughs) that's all I could get out. And she was like, thank you. I'm like, oh my God, you said thank you. We took the picture. (laughs) And I just, like, I feel like I floated off. I don't even know how I got out the store. Like, I just floated over. And then Darnold came, and he was floating and teasing. And then the girl who cussed out the six-year-old girl, she was crying. And we all, like, hugged. <laughs> it was, like, a moment. That's how I met Serena Williams. That's how I met her. Wow. Two, two of your faves in one, in one year, man. I'm telling you, God be working. God, but sh- I got to say this louder. Shout out to Darnold. Because every step of the way, I tried to quit, and every moment he pushed me to like, hey, five more minutes. Hey, you waited this long. What, what you what you got to do? Like, okay, whatever. You you cold, but you want my jacket? Like everything he could do to like support me, he did. So, if we can be nice to him for one night, I would appreciate it. Nope, still ain't shit. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> I tried. A random side question though, like, weren't you at a shopping plaza? Couldn't you have like just went and bought a coat to wear for a couple hours and t- take it back when you were done? True. I like you know, you're right. That's, right. that's irrelevant. In my right mind, I probably would have done that. Hell, two and a half hours in, I could have went back home and come back and <laughs> still like been in the same, you know, uh, predicament. But I was just, uh, I don't know, I don't know. You're on a high, man. Uh, man, I felt like I was on the best drugs after that picture. I couldn't stop smiling. I just kept saying, she touched this hand. I ain't going to never wash this hand. <laughs> I'm like, that's Serena Williams. Well, that's 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 Olympia's mama. Like, I was just on it. And people were looking at me like, you good? Not? Like, you going to make it? Like, nah. <laughs> they only knew. I'm like, nah. Look. Happy for you, bro. Oh, that's Got great, it, man. man. All the time. Messing with you. Well, it's hard to top that, but how was that weekend, Conrad? 
Oh, man. Talk about beefing with my liver. Hey. So we had the wonderful ain't shit friend of ours, Jared Williams. Mm. <laughs> and my childhood friend, AJ, came down for uh, our friend Santa Crawl that they always have every uh, Christmas or every December. So it's uh, it was like 50 people uh, twenty dollars buy like to enter or to like start the crawl. Everyone had to pay twenty bucks. That twenty bucks got you entry and a name into the pot to be Santa because it was called a Santa Search bar crawl. And uh, whether you wanted it or not, or whether you wanted to be Santa, you could um, accept it or not. And uh, the rest of the money went into a pot, which was going to be the tab we opened the tab Santa opened once they picked their bar they were going to hide out at. So, Jared, the whole time, mind you, Friday, just a shit show. Lit. Don't know even why. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't even know why we drank that much. <laughs> Jared gets in at like 10 o'clock. We go to this area called Scott's Edition. They have like this barcade area. <clears throat> wait, wait, Conrad. I don't know if What's you up? know this. But Jared sends me a picture uh, right before his flight with four empty bottles of uh, yep <laughs> brandy, not brandy. No, it was for uh, gin. I think it was gin in a Coke bottle. And he's like, yeah. "Bet I'm ready for this flight." Yep. I was like, "You ready? You ready?" Now? <laughs> like, <laughs> so he t- he does that, and then right before the flight, t- right before the flight, or he boards the flight, he texts me. I think I just got first class. And I was like, well, that's dope. He's like, so I bought all these drinks, and then I'm about to drink their drinks. <laughs> I was like, wow. All right, so you're going to be so you're gonna be fine when we get to the spot because we were going to go earlier in pregame and, like, hang out the at uh, our friend Terrence's place and then go out. And so he meet, I decided to just wait for him. So my cousin, who just graduated, congrats, shout out to uh, my cousin and roommate. Uh, we, like, hang out, smoke some hookah, you know, make some drinks, and then wait for Jared. Jared's texting me. I'm about to be there in five minutes. Have my shot ready. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's like that tonight. Aggressive. Like, he was like, I don't really need it, but just have it ready. I was like, alright, bet. Mind you, he tells his Lyft driver, hey, I need to make a pit stop, but then can you stay here and add this next trip to my ride? To the, like... <laughs> I didn't think it was a problem because I've never had an issue with a Lyft driver say that we can't do that. So the Lyft driver was like, apparently is like, nah, y'all can't, you can't do that. You're breaking the rules. Why are you making these stops? Who are you seeing? Who are you coming with? Ask him all these questions. So now I'm like, damn, this is about to be so mad because he's about to get three black dudes in his car. Lit. <laughs> Just lit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I imagine I just imagine, I just imagine it was this old white guy that was just not ready to, first of all, he just rode for 20 minutes with Jared <laughs> in some fake <laughs> some fake glasses. Oh my god, them glasses though. <laughs> some, fake, glasses. some fake gold glasses. And uh, you know, so we pull up and it was this black dude. So I was like, man, I wasn't do tripping. So anyway, he takes us to the barcade and that's where Friday just decides to just be a shit show. We don't get home till like, I don't know, twelve, like probably like two o'clock. And so <laughs> We get up the next morning, 
I cook breakfast for everyone, and of course they have mimosas and shit. So we start drinking at as soon as we wake up. I'm, we're just drinking, and it's like we wake. All of us are up at by like ten o'clock. Make breakfast. We're drinking. So of course they're like, now what? And then Jared was like, well, pull up. So <laughs> we went from mimosas to bourbon and ginger ale. Drinks. What time is it? Eleven thirty. Wow. And mind you. <laughs> Mind you that there is a pregame for this broad crawl, so we're supposed to be there too for the pregame. All right, pre so, <laughs> so we were pre pregaming. So it's now two o'clock, and we're like, "Dang, we should probably get going." So we finally we get to the bar where the the crawl is about to start. Of course, we get there, order our drinks, get some beers, and <laughs> we had the nerve to be like. Let's just get something light, like a beer. <laughs> I was just like, we've been drinking hard liquor from since ten o'clock something this light. morning. <laughs> Not like out. water. Or... Let's get something light. That's right. Oh. A beer. So we get there. Jared's been talking about being Santa, and I'm like, man, if Jared's Santa, this is gonna be a one bad night. And of course, they draw the teams, and they first draw Santa, and of course, it's Jared Williams. Of course. Of course. Of course. Even Taryn pulls out the car. Taryn pulls out the name and she just laughs and she's looking like, God damn it. Jared Williams. And uh <laughs> so Jared puts on this like Santa outfit and everything. And the worst part of it all, everyone's like, So where's Jared going? So I'm like, I don't know. It's Jared. He's the most random person. <laughs> no in the world. one knows. He could. He could. There's a list of 15 bars. I guarantee you, Jared could just decide I'm not going to any of these 15 bars and go somewhere completely different that, you know, <laughs> from, from anyone. Yeah. Jared could just be like, well, I'm gonna cash this 900 and just you know <laughs> pay 40 40 bucks and keep the like. You never know what Jared's gonna do. And so we finally, he finally leaves. They pick teams and we set out. To find Santa, uh, my boy and I are on the same team. With I was so happy that our search ended sooner than we thought, because I don't think I would have lasted with our crew. Because we had this couple that was just not mad at the world. I was like, "How are you mad at the world drinking? Are you taking shots? Pissed? <laughs> like what's going on?" Another couple. No, ain't gonna make it. <laughs> another couple. You know, the guy was just that. You know, on the fit like those uh, Instagram pages when they talk about Chad and Brad from frat houses and stuff. Yep, that was they, it, he was basically a version of Chad and Brad because he was just way too extra wearing these like leggings, Christmas leggings, and a I think it was like a Patagonia vest. If that just draws a picture for you. So we get to the first bar, and it's if you go to the first bar and um. Santa's not there. Uh, everyone has to make buy a drink or get a drink there before you can leave. So what, the bar we picked and was towards the end of the main road we were at, but there was one more bar which starts at the end of the main road, and we were about to like let's just like skip it. We don't need to go there. And you know my my friends like you know what we're right there. Let's just go. At least let's cross it off. If he's not there, just we can take a quick shot and bounce. So we get there, and it's this—it's like a huge—it's like a huge Mexican bar, and uh, very spread out. So Jared could have hit anywhere. Technically, Jared cheated because he was supposed to be at the front of the bar where everyone can see him. But so we get in there, and we're like, "Hey, have you seen?" You know, I'm like, "Have you seen the Black Santa?" 
dreads. <laughs> That's what you chose. I was, to say, like, <laughs> I was like, have you seen a black Santa dread? Right, maybe. And, <laughs> and the, the bartender obviously knew he was there, but she's like, yeah, I've never seen a black Santa in my life. And so I had a shirt on that had a, a, a the, my ugly shirt had a black Santa on it, and under it said, believe it. And so I was like, no, you believe it. There's a black Santa here. Where's he at? And then right before she, we were about to order our shots, like, just give up and believe, one of the guys finds Jerry in the back. And then from there on, we were drinking off a $900 tab until... So wait, Jared just sat there all night and drank? Yeah, he That's drank his until... Job, right? His job was to find a bar, sit there, open a tab, and drink until teams came. And as teams were coming, they would drink off that tab he opened with the money we, we, we put in the pot. I'm so like off my schedule for next year. <laughs> so so Jared comes. Jared was like, "Yeah, I get to this bar, and I said, let me get a Yingling, and I put her nine hundred dollars to open the tab." The girl, <laughs> the girl was like, the girl was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> He's like, "It's a bar crawl. They're about to people are about to come in here sooner than later," and he he just opened this tab, and like it, it was pretty cool though because this time like he they took out the tip and everything so we literally just drank until the tab was done and then for those who wanted to keep drinking they paid for their own drinks so we were there until probably like i told you we started drinking at 10 o'clock the tab closed at 8 30 so people are drunk enough to decide that they want to open their own tabs so then people are drinking off their own tabs till about 10 o'clock. Then we leave and go across the street to this Asian restaurant, get some food, decide to go back to the bar to see if anyone in the crawl was still there. So no one was there. So I was like, hey, I'm trying to dance. Let's go to I love that. Uh, this place called Pearl or later on on the upstairs, it changes to Vintage. It's an upstairs bar and they have a great DJ all the time, plays hip hop, all this, all music. So Jared's like, bet. Mind you, Jared is still in the Santa costume with his fake <laughs> gold glasses. Santa had the can't fit over his dreads. So it's like on his ponytail. It's like the cheapest Santa outfit I've ever seen. It was like <laughs> when he Santa. He looked like he looked like Santa from Friday. Just a light bright. <laughs> yeah. Very light. Yeah. And uh <laughs> so we get to vintage and you know, having a good time, dancing. Then it's like 11, 11, we were probably there for like an hour. And I was like, all right, y'all. Did I tell you I got to go to work at 7.30 in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I think it's time for me to go home. So they were like, yeah, let's go back home. I think it's a good idea. So I get the lift to get back home. I just crash. Like I had my shoes on, the same outfit, and I just fall backwards in the bed and that's it. So I wake up at like 3 in the morning. And the lights are on and everything. And I'm like, What's, why are the lights still on? As I'm getting out of bed and going to the, like, the living room, in stumbles Jared <laughs> in the Wait. Santa suit. So and he came AJ. home with you and then went back out? And they went back out. <laughs> so you can only imagine where they'll be going at this time, <laughs> coming back at 3 in the morning. Gotcha. And they stumbled in. And I'm like, the hell are you guys at? And they they went obviously went to a strip club, and uh, Jerry was like just showing me these dollar bills. What <laughs> they traded, they paid their dollar bills and got stripper dollar bills. 
like with the logo, like the dollar bills with, with a, the strip club's logo on them. Because <laughs> you, can, you can only use those bills at that strip club. That's the only place you can use them. Oh, wow. <laughs> like fun bucks? Yep. <laughs> the strip club. <laughs> so they Why? get back lit. <laughs> they get back lit. And uh, they decide they want to eat. So I was like, all right, you know. Mind you, we're staying at my fiance's place because my auntie was staying at I like she was staying at my place, so I gave her my room mm-hmm. uh, since she was here for Colin's graduate, my cousin's graduation. And uh, so we're at Carly's place, and so I'm like, all right, I bought food. There's pizza or whatever, popcorn, chicken. Just you can make whatever. Just don't make a mess. I'm going back to bed. So they make something in the microwave. And then my friend was like, well, I'm going to make pizza. I hear him talking. And I hear the pizza I hear the pizza go in and the preheated, just preheated everything. All the, button, all the buttons are being pressed. And 20 minutes go by and then the alarm, like the timer goes off. Mm-hmm. The timer goes off and I'm like, all right, well, that time, their pizza's done. So it goes off again. Oh, no. And it goes off again. And I'm like, dang, like, come on, guys. Like, get the pizza out of the oven. It's done. At this point, I'm, I'm thinking, like, these dumbasses went back out and just left the pizza in, <laughs> in the oven. They went back uh, out. I, that's what I was thinking. Oh. So right it beeps one more time. I was like, all right, I got to go take this timer off. I go take the timer off, and they're just passed out on the couch. Gone. Jared is, like, halfway through a text message in his Santa suit, sprawled out on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> My friend is like half on the couch, you know, half off. He's like slumped. And there's a cooking pizza in the oven. And I'm like, man, talk, you were talking about angels? There was an angel that day. Because I'm like, if I had passed out like cold and not known what happened, this house, this apartment would have burnt down because there was just a pizza in there. And none of us would have known that it was going off. So could you imagine having that conversation with Carly? Like, I, yeah, I don't know how how that would have worked out. So that Bless night's it. over, right? I get up, I go to work. Um, we have a huge winter storm come on the east coast, so Richmond gets slammed. So they're like getting they get up and they're like everyone's in like that mood, like they're basically hungover and they're like they're sad that weekend's over and they're not ready to go home. So I'm at work. I get a text. I like check in. I was like, hey, I think you guys' flights are about to get canceled. So my boy AJ's flight gets canceled back to North Carolina. And he's like, he's like, yo, I just rebooked mine. Don't leave till 8 p.m. Monday. I was like, all right, cool. No problem. I knew Jared's flight was canceled because the next message I got from them was a bottle of bourbon <laughs> and a glass oh, of cereal. <laughs> and they're... And he was, and the text was, "Well, I guess I'm staying another night." So, <laughs> in this whole big ass storm, they decided to go back to the barcade that we were at Friday, because it was open for some odd reason. So they started drinking at ten o'clock the same time Monday or Sunday. <laughs> they go to the barcade. They go back. To, they go to the barcade, and the barcade is a type where you load a, you open a tab. They give you a card, and you can pour your own drinks. So beers, whatever you want. Mostly it's beer, beer and wine. And then you can go play video games, like old school video games. So they were there for at least three hours. And then we were supposed to go watch the Eagles game. 
I was going to link up with them after work and watch the Eagles game, but they decided to go to our friend's house who started the Santa Claus because they were like basically just having a Sunday fun day at her place drinking as well. Mm-hmm. So I get off work, and at this point, it's like crazy bad outside. Carly's flight come coming and got canceled, so I was almost going up to DC to pick her up, but it was so bad. I was like, never mind, I just can't make that trip. So I go to Taryn's house, and it was just another drink fest. We just watched football and drink wine and beer. So today, my liver yeah. wrote an eviction letter to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Negro, do I, you want to see your wedding? Because felt... <laughs> the you going. And I didn't even drink as much as Jared and did. I just don't, I can't imagine what they feel like today. But I, it was a good weekend, great time. Like, I'm I was alive. jealous. I was jealous I couldn't go because I really wanted to be there. But then I get these videos from Jared of him at this arcade bar just doing crazy stuff or pictures with him with money to his ear talking about, I can't hear you. (laughs) I'm like, like, what could you not? Like, could could you stop? And then, too, I'm like, why are you like this? (laughs) So what I was asking myself every day. (laughs) Oh, my God. Whoever it is on the dance dance revolution, just living their best life, and you just <laughs> see the camera paying the Jerry, and he just like back there dancing with him. And I'm like, dog, <laughs> can you leave this person alone <laughs> in these yeah. ugly ass glasses? <laughs> I feel bad because I told him they look sweet, but now, now I want to take that away. Well, this dude talking about getting, he's about to get some buffs. God, he would. And I told him, Jerry, if you bring that to the wedding, you will not be allowed in. Like you cannot wear buffs to my wedding. All I'm saying is put your foot down, Conrad. Put your foot down. <laughs> but yeah, that was our weekend, man. It was good. Wish you guys were there, but plan it next year to be there. One hundred percent. And talk about Don. You know what? Talk about like, Donald. Can we redo this with like the, the, the Easter Bunny or something? So that way we can get some warm weather with it, like the Easter Bunny bro crawl. <laughs> no. Actually, surprisingly, the weather was like perfect on that, that day. Tough. Until Sunday, like Saturday was good, like all, like I was just in a sweater, like it was perfect, and then Saturday, it yeah, ain't bad. Uh, you know, the good Lord said, "You guys sin too much Saturday, so I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna show y'all." But, Tried to calm y'all down, but yeah, no, it didn't work. But hey, it was always good to be with your friends, so it was a good time. So well, yeah. I mean, compared to y'all, I had me a nice and pretty chill weekend. I didn't try <laughs> to kill myself. I didn't meet any. Either. I didn't try to kill us. We're all still pretty dope weekend. That shouldn't uh, be funny, but it is. Oh, <laughs> Both of y'all damn near froze. Uh, uh, but yeah, my weekend was pretty good. On Saturday night, we went to check out um, the Mine concert. So for, for anyone who doesn't know him, I'm kind of like, like a B-list level rapper. He has a few yep. good hits. You might have heard his song, Carolina, his other one, Reeling In, and Couple other dope stuff he got out there. If you haven't heard of him, I recommend checking him out. He's been on a few t- uh, tours and festivals and stuff, so I've been listening to him for a minute. So he came to this Austin. Me and Tori checked him out. We enjoyed the concert. He got great stage energy. You can tell he really loves his fans. He, he he really appreciates everyone that comes out to show him some love. The crowd was going nuts. Like he has already, he had, even though he's not that big, he can tell he has some diehard fans. Oh, you can see people out there knowing dope. every word, going crazy. Like, he definitely got him a solid fan base, so I'm happy to see him getting bigger and bigger. But other than that, though, my weekend was pretty chill. 
didn't go too, outside too much, so I didn't have to worry about freezing. Even though it is getting damn cold. I was about to ask compared you compared to what I expected. When, when Brian said twenty eight degrees, I was like, "Damn, were you in Dallas?" <laughs> right? Uh, it ain't supposed to be like that down here. I thought we escaped. I know. Was it, did it rain? A it lot. Rained here for like two days straight, and it actually oh. stopped right before we went out to see uh, Serena. But the 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 air was so wet, like and cold, and you just felt like, ah, oh, this is what people get. I've never, I've never heard that air has was so wet. I, I ain't never felt it. <laughs> I ain't never felt it either. I was like, wow, this is new. Oh. <laughs> Look at you, Mother Nature. Hey, I did want to shout out to two uh, artists I was able to see this weekend. Um, Bernhoff. I went to his concert on uh, Friday and, and got to meet him. Dope, dope, dope guy. Just meeting everyone. Hey, look, this dude is is dope. He has a song with Jill Scott. That's the only thing I knew about him. But then, like, I went to the concert and dude was lit. And then I went to see her on Sunday. Mm. And I don't remember most of it, but it was good. Okay, <laughs> she sounded great. <laughs> Last okay, about <laughs> that another day. <laughs> But yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a dope, dope weekend. That's what's up. All right, so we're here for a good time, not a long time tonight. So let's go ahead and get down to business. First up, we got our man's Kevin Hart. Why well, I can say our man, but we got that guy out there, Kevin Hart, who we talked about last week. We tried to show him some love. He had some good stuff going for him. But I feel like he, as soon as we got done, like as soon as we wrapped up recording, the, the world was just like, let's go ahead and mix it up a little bit because – the very next morning, we wake up and we see the stuff going on, talking about all the controversy that he's done, controversial tweets he's had in the past, especially things that were pretty offensive to the LGBTQ community, and talking about you know how he would feel if his son was gay and how he would react to him being interested in what he would consider feminine things, and you know, ain't no way around it. It was stuff that out there that you really couldn't get away with saying these days. So it's no surprise that people were upset. And I should mention these are tweets that he tweeted like eight or nine years ago, maybe five to six, and of course some of the more recent ones. Mm-hmm. So nothing that he came up with today, but definitely stuff that you know it, it was documented on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now, as a result of that, the Oscars came at him, and he, he told us himself. He said they came up, and they hit him up, and they said, "Look, all we need you to do is apologize for what you said in the past, and it'd be all good. You can still host the show. You know, we just gotta make sure that we let people know that that's not okay." So Kevin Hart came out himself and said, I've already addressed this. I'm not apologizing for it. Y'all are just trying to ruin the positive things going on in my life. If I got to step down from the Oscars, then so be it. And that's what he does. So now, as of today, right now, they don't have a host decided. I have even heard rumors that they may not even have a host this year because they, I don't know how that's going to work out. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if they find anyone else to take that spot. But what, what y'all think of the whole Kevin situation? Y'all think he reacted right? How y'all feel about it? <clears throat> I mean, I think he... I I can say I could probably I don't understand, but I can see why he reacted the way he did. However, I still think that he had to remember that he is a I was in this porch. He's a professional, you know, comedian. He's that's his career, and there's some things that you just have to swallow and just be like, you know, I apologize, and then you can deal with it later. You can still step down from being from you know being the host of the Oscars and then after that later on you can come back and say like you know I've addressed this before I'm you know I'm still sorry but it's just 
then express yourself in the way you wanted to, saying that, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, tired of, you know, people thinking I'm the same person or all the stuff he said after the apology. Um, but I'm also, it goes back to the whole, you're not safe if you're someone out there in, you know, being, being famous. Anything you did in the, ba- in the past is always going to come back to bite you. And we talked about all the cancel culture and all this stuff. And it's just tough. I, I know I was like on his side at the same time. But then, you know, when we had a discussion, Brian made a good point about both being them, both the Oscar and him being stupid. But it's just like when at what point are you going to be able to move forward as a person if always someone is going to be looking for your dirt just to bring you down when something something big happens for you or. So that's how I felt about it. It's just you never. I don't know when it's. When is is there going to be a time where it's expired, or when are people going to finally let it go? Or I don't know. It's just I don't. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, that's really how I felt about it too when I first heard about it, and I still kind of do feel somewhere where, where Kevin's coming from. But when I when I really learned and heard about his previous comments about it, I really started to understand why it was still an issue for a lot of people. Is because yeah, he addressed it and he acknowledged that that's not something he would do today. But as far as I could tell, he never actually apologized mm. up until a few days ago on that tweet. Like, he never actually came out and said, hey, this was offensive, and I apologize. He just said, you know, I wouldn't do it today. Mm. So now, after learning that part of it, I can totally understand why there's people out there who are like, nah, this still ain't cool. And I can understand why, you know, it, there's still no statute of limitations for him being held responsible for that. Because he did refuse to acknowledge it for a while. Yeah, yeah I mean, I agree with you guys. My thing with Kevin Hart is like, yeah, let's say you think that you apologize from this or a lot of people, this was eight, nine years ago, a lot of his peers came out and said, oh, <laughs> this was eight or nine years ago. I even saw Gary Owen bring in Ellen and was like, Ellen, you need to come out and defend Kevin. And I'm like, is that your answer? Like, just choose a gay comedian and say... <laughs> Tell everybody this is okay. <laughs> Tell your people this is okay. Like that's what you think should happen. But my thing is, if you you said it, you're a public figure at this point. You were a public figure then. You have specials with jokes of this nature that live on to this day via Netflix and all the other places you have deals with. That stuff doesn't die. It's still a joke that you made. And even though you may be different. Obviously, you are. You're richer. You have a whole new family and married men learned a lot more success. You still are that person who said that thing that hurt other people. So I feel like there were ways he could have handled this much better. He could have simply said, you know, that was something I said eight or nine years ago. And uh, it's not something I would say today. I apologize. And. I would like to move forward. I, I can promise you I won't say it again or say anything like that again. So, something to that effect. Like, he could have did it and been done with it. But now he's made it like a a thing, like almost a hill that he's willing to die on. And that's the only part I, that confuses me. It's like, this is not, this is something that you agree that you would not do again. Yeah, it's going to keep coming up because you are now in the position where you are going to be handed literally one of the the most prestigious hosting gigs ever. The Oscars are watched by hundreds of millions of people around the world. 
It is the biggest non-sports telecast of the year. And you, Kevin Hart, are being given the keys to basically this show. We're only four people. Four, he would have been the fourth African-American to ever host the show, man or woman. That's what you, and, and you yourself said that this is your, on your bucket list, if you will. And you're going to, you're going to, you know, just give it all up because you already said this or you've already done this and you shouldn't have to do it again, even though you admit that it was wrong. I, that's the part that really confused me and kind of frustrated me with this whole situation. I don't know what you. I'm not confused by that part about him not wanting to continue to have to talk about this every time something positive happens in his life. But it's just the fact that he was essentially refusing to apologize until up until he did. That's really what confused me. Is like I'm gonna quit the show because I, but then not even a day later I actually will apologize. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what, what ended up coming up that change of heart. No pun intended. But I don't know why he would make that move career wise, but then also decide to turn around and then do it. Yeah, it's weird. You know what it made me think about? Because I was like, what other... All right, so yeah, entertainment, people do stuff, say stuff, and it follows you forever. You can look at any big celebrity, and there is one point in their career that people will bring up for the rest of their life, right? Um, a few people we talked about, Jay-Z. Everybody will bring up him stabbing another rapper. Or my one of my faves, Whoopi Goldberg. People will bring up the fact that she allowed her husband at the time, Ted Danson, to do blackface, and she's said and done some other stupid stuff. Like, that stuff will always be there, even though, you know, they move on, that's like literally decades ago. But it made me think, like, what other areas or or professions does stuff like this happen? And I just thought about, like, politics. And I'm like, a person could have voted for something, or a person could have did participated in something in college, or said something in college and it literally could derail the rest of their political career and i know it's different we're talking politics and people who are literally responsible for making laws and things of that sort versus someone who's going to make you laugh but i just feel like in everything we do your history could always follow you i was always taught that hey be careful who you say and who you say it to and what you do because that stuff can always follow you um, depending on on how severe it is, so. I mean, yeah, we used to live in a time where I feel like any public figure was held to that standard, like athlete, actor, politician, whatever. If people who knew, if people, if you were a household name, you were held to that standard. But now with social media, if your name just ends up out there in any shape or form, and you know, when you're looking for your next job, the recruiter's gonna be looking, the company's gonna dig into your past, and if they see your name pop up in these articles about what you did ten years ago, that could hold you back. No matter if you're just trying to be a security guard somewhere. It only takes one person not to like you to find something bad about you. That's true. But I just wonder at one point, so like for comedians, for the longest time we've been laughing at a lot of their offensive jokes. So like, just I'm just thinking of like a person who wants to be a comedian or someone who is in that profession now. What are they, are they going to change the way they, you know, what if you're someone who did, jokes like that like you know what how what is like dark humor or what i don't even know the category of comedy that would be but do they now have to change the way what they use to earn their money now like everything it has like uh you can't cross this line or i just i just think about comedians like what at what point are we gonna are we allowing it or not allowing it for the longest time it was like black jokes and 
you know, fat jokes and, you know, Mexican jokes or anything, people were like, cool with that. So are we going to stop it now? Now that it's, you know, handling with like the LGBT community or is it because the way Kevin handled it or I just don't know what line those are it's going to be drawn to be like okay we as you as a comedian you're not allowed to do that or it's or is it as a comedian and your name is this you can't do that and you can do that because mm. i don't get it i don't i you know listening to someone like andrew schultz who's a comedian of that you know he says stuff that are he even says it himself i say things that could be slightly offensive but i don't but I'm also on the outside when he's not a comedian, he's a very intelligent person and he's very open-minded, but it's like, he's thinking about it. It's like, at what point am I now going to continue my career? If anything I say, which, which what comedian comedy was making fun of people. So what do you guys think? I feel like it puts a ceiling on these comedians of that nature. Like you mentioned Andrew Schultz. Like, I feel like he has definitely a fan base that he's cultivated of people who are okay with the jokes he makes, but because of the nature of his content, I don't see him ever being the guy who's going to be able to host Oscars or anything of that nature or of that high level just because the general public not ever going to be okay with the things he says on a regular basis. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, I feel like comedians and a lot of them have said this, especially over the last week, is that there is no there is no topic that they can't, you know, cover or thing they can't say offensive or not because they have that license of comedy. But I think the flip side is, you know, the dollars. Like, when those dollars stop showing up, what do you do? What do you What do you kind of give up with your comedy? And I think a lot of people look at Kevin, well, let's just say it like this. Very, very few people have breathed the comedic air that Kevin Hart breathes today. Literally on a sold-out global global comedy tour doing the same venues that a Bruno Mars and a Beyonce and Jay-Z would do for comedy. Very few people can do that and have done it. So you look at people's opinions like B.L. Hughley who came out and I say early Gary Owen um, and whoever else is coming out come out to defend him they not they don't they don't book the same venues. They don't make the same type of money. They don't command the same type of audience. They don't get the same type of invites, if you will, for for Oscars or anything like that. So I feel like for them, it's easy to say, well, I'm, I can say whatever I want to. I can do whatever I want to. And they probably admit, like, hey, I understand I'm not going to be that. Um, but I, I am curious to see what does Kevin, what happens next. Um, because... Obviously, I don't think he um, gonna give up or wants to give up all that he's kind of created for himself and built for himself. Um, but a lot of people were a little pissed off by this, and a lot of people were disappointed, and a lot of people were saddened to see that this is kind of uh, what he's willing to, if you will, die for. Um, so I'm curious to see like what the next. I know he has a bunch of movies coming out. He like I said, on the sold-out tour, so he ain't hurting right now, but what happens in 2019? What happens in 2020? That's what I'm curious about. To be honest, I don't think it's going to hurt him. I feel I like really the don't. only the only Point. person that like makes me scared about that 
and it, it's it's definitely not um you know it's apples and oranges kind of but uh cat williams mm. like cat cat williams was selling out arenas at some point and had movie deals and all that stuff and he pissed off enough people that you know well if you listen to him he <laughs> he's still he's the same still doing it yeah <laughs> he's still the same <laughs> There's so many fats out there that show that he's not. So I, I'm not saying Kevin's gonna go there, and I think I think Kevin is smart. I think Kevin I think Kevin could use some better uh, PR people, but I think he could get through this. I mean, I think he could, but I, I'm just curious to see what happens. We shall see. Maybe something will pop off tomorrow morning. Don't <laughs> uh, pop off like every as soon as we record. That's usually when it happens. Like <laughs> I'll bet they done. <laughs> All right, let's do some shit. <laughs> let's embarrass ourselves. Anyways, oh, well. all right, man. So, who else we got? Up, we got to talk about Flanders. There's another black man that's been making some noise on the Twitter streets <laughs> this week. <laughs> Go ahead and tell us what's going on, man. <laughs> I feel like I gotta plug my nose when I talk because that's how he sounds when he sings. Um, wow. but <laughs> it's been shade. Jacques, I'm gonna go with that. And none of you guys know his name, so y'all can't dog me unless you guys all of a sudden want to <laughs> know what his name is all of a sudden now. It's Jacques. It's like, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this young fella, uh, was it was it Sunday? Monday? I think it was, yeah, it was, I think it was Sunday or Monday night, one, one of the two. Um, was in Atlanta, I think at some restaurant, and he decided to get his phone out and record himself. And he made the statement that he is the king of R&B for this generation. And he said that he knows people have come and did their thing and all this, but he's the king now, and that's what it's going to be. <laughs> that's how and, easy it is. <laughs> and, you know, as soon as he posted that, it didn't take up much. It didn't take long before a roast fest Brought to you by the United States of America. Just went, went on about him <laughs> claiming this title. And I think he's like early 20s. Has to be like, I think he's in his early 20s. I can ask you guys, <laughs> what is a Jacquees song that you know? And I will literally lie to you. Because <laughs> um, isn't he the okay? Let me rephrase this: a song that he owns, not a song that he's on tour covering. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's boot what up. I <laughs> mm, okay, no, only, only, the only two songs I know is "Bed" and "You," and I almost don't even remember how they sound. Wait, "Bed" B E D B E D. Like, let me uh, see if I the valet driver. I did y'all see that? <laughs> No. <laughs> when Jay Holiday woke up from there and said that he was in the top five for King. Bed oh. is one of my favorite R and B songs of all time. All right. But come on, man. Come on. I got it recorded with my high school choir, but that don't mean that don't mean nothing to Jay, like and then in the video, this woman like stops him and says, "I'm sorry, are you with, are you the valet?" <laughs> like literally, <laughs> while he's talking to him live, and he said, "No, nah, honey, does it look like valet would wear Gucci?" She's like, "Well, where's the valet?" She's like, "I don't know what that is." Like, I don't know. I just you. want my car. 
But in that moment, she spoke for all of America. So that woman's a patriot, and I appreciate her. Someone said there's seven more people that gotta die before you claim that. <laughs> I was like, wow. Seven? That's, that's I thought that was low. Like. I was like, well, even the fact that they said that just killed his... I wonder how he feels at this point. Because he thought that he was going to put something out on social media and he was going to get so much love for it. Little did he know. I, I was wondering, I, like, was he high? Or something like... Where, who encouraged you to come out of left field with this this uh, announcement that none of us was looking for? And why did no one snatch the phone from you? Like, nah, Playboy, that's not what we want right now. All right, let me see if you can hear this song. This is uh, his number one song on Spotify right now. On Spotify. <laughs> on his Spotify page. Nope. Nah. Nope. Here, do you know that one? This is the bed song. <laughs> Never heard it. That is not this song, is it? <laughs> I. This is the only song I know of. Isn't that um the the Pleasure P Boys? What's the name? Pretty Ricky. Yeah. I uh, don't know. But right now he's going on tour singing like LMA songs. That's just all a dream. It ain't him, all right? <laughs> it ain't you, sorry. I've never in my life seen the internet as a as a whole, as a people, as a thing, come together against this one individual thing. Like, I swear his mom has probably even tweeted, like, nah, that ain't a thing. <laughs> that ain't it. <laughs> and I know you're feeling yourself, but nah, uh-uh. Uh, everybody came out and said, not on my watch. You won't do this. Look, power to him for having that confidence, but mm. you got to learn today. That'd be, so funny. That'd be so funny to come back for the live video. And like, I was just kidding, y'all. You know I ain't the king. <laughs> Trying to play it off like <laughs> once he found out he had no love. <laughs> I was just joking. Y'all. I was just <laughs> playing with y'all. Dang, come on. Uh, I was like, why did I ever say that? <laughs> but anyways, so All that's right. our who's man's. Who's the question? Here's the question though: Who is the, who is your king of R and B? I feel like there is not, there there was not one um, answer that came up yesterday. It was kind of all over the place. From he did to he a molester to he a uh, woman beater. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put them all in that. I'm Damn. sure y'all can't <laughs> know who those people are. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't say one guy STDs. Anyways, um. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so if you're going off the standards of today, like you think he says the king of R&B today, so for me, the king right now hasn't is Frank Ocean. Really? That's the only. I won't say only. That's as far as like R&B male R&B artist that I would want to hear a song from today. Does they have to be as far as relevancy, as far as like how much they put out, or you just say like based off his products, that's the only person. That's based off the quality of his products to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's tough. So I might, I might be like, because I'm sure I've said something about him in the past, but I would say Bruno. 
And I was surprised I didn't see his name a lot yesterday. And I know, I know, I know he he he's ten, but he's not us. But look, I think R and B. He's been on. Top. I think what really stops him from being R and B is that a lot of his music is considered. Yeah, true. But I feel like I I feel like every every R and B artist of the or relevant artist of the last five years. Is non-black, which is sad. Nah, I got disagree on that. I mean, like sold stuff and you know made money off of it. I would put like I would even put Daniel Caesar before I put Jacquees. Definitely, I would put uh, uh, Khalid before I'd put uh, Jacquees in there. I would put Tory Lanez. Yep, all them. I would put Chris Breezy before I'd put Jacquees. I mean, even hell, even the weekend, you know, he barely makes R&B music these days. Yes, I still put him above. Fucking mm. <laughs> don't agree. Because <laughs> you don't like yeah. people. <laughs> I just feel like R and B has, and we've given awards to them for R and B, and you know they show up on all our stations. When I say R, I mean you know in urban areas. You, you look at you know that whack ass Sam Smith, or you look at that 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 Justin boy, and you look at Bruno, and you look at uh, what's the other white boy? Got really big. Um, one of those New Direction kids. I don't know the, all their names, but um, those have been the people who have been in the R and B categories and on the R and B charts. And hell, BT even gave them a few awards over the past five years as the best R and B artist. So, I would you throw John Legend in there? Yes, he's R and B. Yeah, I'll throw John Legend in there. John Legend's definitely R and B, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, and definitely above Jaquise. I was surprised his name didn't come up a lot yesterday. I actually was too, now that I think about it. Because Johnny did nothing to nobody. John, please don't take that as an invitation to do something to somebody. Please. All right? <laughs> Just might. We like you and your family, all right? Please, don't do not do this. No. All right. Whatever. But like they said, Beyonce's the king of R&B, so let's keep it moving. Okay, Ouch. well, we ain't gonna go down that path. <laughs> you just had to, you just had to throw that one in there. Yeah, you just can't you, go an episode without saying her name. It came up a few had... times yesterday. It did. Hey, that's gay. Okay, just gonna hate. Uh, anyway, Brian. Anyway, so <laughs> before, yeah, before we get up out of here, this is gonna be our last episode. <clears throat> Appreciate those of you guys who have been out here with us, rocking with us. Whether you just started last episode or you've been with us the whole year, we send our love to you and we appreciate y'all for listening. So before we end the year, though, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about our resolutions and goals for the next year. So I'm going to pass it off to you to walk us through that, Brian. What you got? Oh, man, I'm sorry. I shed a little tear because, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do without this podcast until next year. But here we are. <laughs> uh, but look, I thought since this is us, this is our last time talking before, obviously, the holidays, but also going into a new year that we can kind of speak into each other's lives and speak for each other, what we want to see from each other and then speak into our podcast and see what do we want to, what do we want to come from this beautiful journey uh, going into 2019? We've been doing this almost for two years or a year and a half and we've celebrated. This will be our second new year. Uh, So I got three questions for you guys. All right. And the first question is going to be, what do you want for each other in 2019? So each other being your fellow hosts, 
And then what do you want for yourself? And then the last question is going to be, what do you want for the magical podcast that is Who's Man's Podcast in 2019? So we can go around. We can start with question one. What do you want for each other? Who wants to go first? I can if you want me to. All right, go. All right, thanks. Go ahead. Right. I wrote mine down because, you know, it was my idea. Um, so, <laughs> okay, we're going to go in alphabetical order. Uh, Conrad, so one, obviously, we were able to share with you on this podcast this year, one of my favorite moments ever, that you have chosen to spend the rest of your life with, you know, one of the best people out there. Carly, we love you. You still haven't come on the podcast, but at this point, I don't blame you. Jared's been on twice. Um, <laughs> so the number one thing I wish for you as a new year is, is just that you enjoy the journey to marriage and that it is everything that you've ever dreamed of and that you both are so over the moon happy in the planning and the living and the aftermath of that beautiful day that you just don't know what to do with yourself and you guys just love each other more and more every day. All right. That's one. Now, here's my other one, though. This is more of a challenge. 2019, we need a social media page, a website, a business card, a pricing list, something for Conrad Photography. Because if you've ever (laughs) followed Conrad on Instagram, he has such a unique eye, and he's able to capture moments, if you will, um, it's kind of creepy because you sometimes you don't even know he's taking a picture or <laughs> he's taking a picture <laughs> and then you're just looking on Instagram late one night when you should be sleeping and then you just see an action shot of all your friends together. Um, but in 2019, what I'm hoping for you is that you can turn that into something and use it for good for yourself, but also good for other people and allow them to like be blessed by your talent. Wow. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's much love. Ronald, and I love you, Conrad. You know that. Ronald, my thing for you, I almost said your full name again, but I didn't do it. Um, As you go into 2019, uh, I know that you, I pray that you and frequent, frequent guests of the podcast, if you don't know, his future, you know, love of his life. Well, she, oh my God, I messed it up. She is the love of his life, future <laughs> wife. Tori, I pray that you guys grow closer and that you take that next step and, you know, basically just go into it with all the love and all the hope and all the happiness that you should because you both deserve that. My challenge to you is you are so freaking like, talented and creative and i've been telling this for years but you have a you have like a very interesting (laughs) way of looking at things and also bringing humor to things and i feel like there is a way for you to monetize that and i've said like you should be a writer on a show and possibly even a talent on a show um but i my prayers in 2019 is that you kind of do that and you push it, and you actually go after it, and take that talent and make it something bigger, because you have it, and other people deserve to, like, receive that, so 
Those are my two people. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate those well wishes. Okay, now I'm gonna go cry over in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, you wanna go next? Yeah, I can go ahead and go next. So I'll start off with you, Brian, since you went ahead and did it for us. So let me put it up real quick. <laughs> so first off, the thing I want the most for you is for you to continue to find the success in your career that you deserve. I know you've had an adventure of a roller coaster this past year, as making moves. You know, sometimes for the outside reasons of work, but that the company sees the value in you, and if they don't, then you will find someone who will. So I just hope that in 2019, that you get everything that you deserve as far as finding that job that you love to wake up to do it every morning that you really see the passion in and that you can wake up and go to bed at the end of the day like yo I actually did something really dope today and you get that feeling every single day because I've seen how hard you work I've you know I've seen that you put put yourself out there in ways that you never had to do in the past in order to be successful and you've taken steps to get better at it and I'm proud of you for that and I know that you're going to get what you got coming for you as a result of it Outside of that, I hope you also, you know, continue to make this personal journey of yours. Uh, You've mentioned before that you've been recently doing some self-exploration and learning a lot about yourself and how you can continue to grow as a person. I think that's something that is inspiring for all of us, no matter what stage of life we're in. That's something that we all could be doing. And again, I'm just proud of you for for taking that step and being willing to do that and putting yourself out there, sharing your experience with me and with others so we can, can learn from the conversations you have. And I hope that in 2019, you just continue to become that person, the best version of yourself. Because don't get me wrong, you're already a great guy. You're already out here doing amazing things, but there's definitely improvements that can be, we can do, that we can all do. And I see you on the way to making yours. All right, for you, Conrad, so echoing what Brian said, I just cannot wait to be at your wedding to see you and Carly up there at the altar doing your thing. I, I just... I can't even really get it out. Just like I can't wait to see that feeling of happiness that you guys are gonna have, and see the, your family and friends all come together to share it. Well, we recently had the opportunity to share that experience with Diamond Austin this year during their wedding, and I'm really looking forward to having all of our friends go through that moment. It's awesome knowing that you're the next one up. The reason why y'all caught those bouquets <laughs> it was definitely meant to be. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. <clears throat> uh, let me see. Now, I do want to say that outside of the photography thing, I think another thing that you have a lot of talent in is your ability to come and tell a story to people. Like, you are definitely the storyteller of the podcast. You are another per- the main one who can bring us into your world and let us know exactly what you've been going through and paint that picture for us. So, you know, maybe it's not necessarily going to be something you want to turn into money, but I hope in 2019 you continue to bring that to the podcast and continue to share it with us and just continue to be that guy who can be a great friend for all of us and can help us develop that skill as well because that's something I find myself trying to model after you, you know, trying to get better at. And I hope that you continue to show me the way. Thanks, man. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that. Um, man, I was ready for all this like this. Um, all right. So you guys listening, if you haven't caught the vibe of how close we've become in this podcast because it's crazy what we talked about this last week and we told ourselves that we we were going to write everything down before we came up and talked about each other and it's just crazy how similar our goals for each other are the same or in some way 
So the first thing I wrote down for Ron was start writing your idea for a show or a sitcom mm. or anything because you have a very creative mind that the world is waiting to see. I don't know why you're not Twitter famous. I don't know why <laughs> these past couple of weeks you said you're losing followers. I don't believe it, but still, <laughs> Braun has this way of like, I watch shows like Atlanta and I'm like, some stuff they say or do, I'm like, Ron can write this. Mm-hmm. Ron can be the one behind, I can see Ron's name at the end of a show because his humor, his creativity when it comes to making things funny, um, it just clicks. So I was just like, I really hope in 2019 that you start thinking about that, whether it's journaling some things down, whether it's writing little things down on a piece of paper and saving it for later. I just wish you hope and wish that you do start thinking about that because there are a lot of creative writers out there that later in life are just like, man, I wish I had, you know, something to push me or someone to push me or have done this. And we're saying that today. We've said it before. Our All of our friends have said it before. And I just really hope that we can guide you to start thinking about that because there's something there that we know is powerful and can make people laugh and people will enjoy that you have and i hope you know god works in you to so you can show that um in this coming year and it can only go up from there um another thing i said wrote down was i hope that i know earlier in the the um, show you talked about how you're transitioning to a new career and you're, you know, since you moved to Austin and right now I've been praying and hoping that, you know, you find joy in your next career move, um, that you find a place that you're comfortable, that you find a place that you can be your full authentic self, um, a place where you can go to work, be happy, do what you do, impact people's lives and go home feeling like you're satisfied and full. And I really hope that's coming because like I said, (laughs) You have something that not everyone has. And a lot of people who might not know Ron or see Ron, it's like you see, like, you know, sometimes it can be very serious or just straightforward. And we love that about him. He's honest. He tells it like it is. But he's also a very kind-hearted person. Um, So 2019, I had those two things written down. And then the last thing I had was continue to build an amazing relationship with Tori. Continue to love her like you do. Continue to support her and uplift her like you do. Um, your guys' relationship is very powerful. Uh, it just clicks. It works in so many ways that a lot of people may not know how to describe it because I didn't know how to describe it when I was writing it down. But in Black community, Black men, we don't get to see that a lot. You know, statistically, we don't always get to see Black men in a Black relationship being happy and full so keep doing that um i know she supports you like crazy so keep doing that so those are my things for ron um appreciate it my brother b shot my guy so we had touched about it a while back but i know you talked about furthering your education um we talked about it before and i one of the things i wrote down was in 2019 I hope you uh, start digging into that because you're a very intelligent black man and 
I know when you want something, you can get it. And I know when you want to succeed, you're going to succeed. So I hope you start thinking about furthering that education if you wanted to and not let things hinder you or have any thought process that um, can stop you because the sky's the limit when it comes to your education. You went to the best school in the world already, so they already put you in the right path to um, get there. <clears throat> Another thing I have that whenever I think about Brian is he's a mentor. And I don't know why this popped in my head, but I it's kind of a challenge, but I think he'd be one of the best mentors for a young black man. I don't know where, I don't know how, I don't know if that's how it's going to happen, but that's the first thing I envision for 2019 is you have this like big brother love and guidance and like this joy that you can just uplift anybody. So like, and you motivate young people. You always talk about it when you're recruiting, how you, uh, you know, you speak to these young kids who may not know where they want to go or how they want to do it, but you speak into their lives. And I don't know how you're going to do that. And I know God is probably going to guide you through that, but you deserve to be a mentor for someone because you have a lot of wisdom for how, you know, you say you're old and all, but for someone who has <laughs> 30 years on, 30, for someone who's 30 years young, you have a lot of wisdom that you can spread to young men that may not know exactly where they want to be especially from like the background of your, you know, growing up and what you had to go through and where you are now and how you got there and the people that you kept with you. That's something you can share. And my other challenge I have for you, 2018 hasn't been the greatest year for you as far as the way in the middle of it. And we've talked about it. You shared some of your thoughts about it on um, the podcast. And I was very happy how open you are about, you know, finding yourself and going to therapy. So I wrote down in caps is 2019 is yours and only yours. Continue to work on yourself, continue to build your career, continue to build the man you want to be. Cause no matter what I, we love you anyway and are happy when you're happy. Be unapologetic, unapologetically yourself at all times because the world will be missing out on the happiness and joy you bring to others when if you were to hold back, bro, just be you, dude. Like you may not notice it, but when you're in a room, just even with like the homies, you're usually the one who's bringing a lot of laughter, joy, and that's when you're at your like fullest, like you're you. And I always wonder, like, if you're, you know, you're, you talked about it last time when we were when we had our guest on there, as um, talking about <clears throat> being your authentic self at work. And I'm like, man, if Brian's not being himself like people must be bored as hell at work like <laughs> like damn like how do you have someone who's brian next to you and he can't be himself because when he's with us and he's himself it's like non-stop laughing non-stop smiling so my challenge to you is don't give a damn about what people think about you because when you are yourself only thing people think about is positivity because you bring a lot of light to the room so don't think any negativity that would cause something different for someone to think because 100% of the time when you're out with people you're uplifting them you're making them laugh you're doing something that is positive um for the both of you guys what I wrote down was quit hiding your magic because the world is ready for it <laughs> be twice as powerful Thank as you, you are be, be, be twice as powerful as you think you are because next year tomorrow can start as soon as we get off this podcast. It's new starts, a new fresh, new fresh day every day. So just like 
Go out there and be you. Be authentic selves. We always talk about that. Be 100. Be blunt. Be respectful. And just keep keep doing what you guys are doing because we're not blocking our blessings. They're coming. We're not going to block them. But that's what I was looking forward as far as us and growing as black men. So, yeah. Well, damn. Uh, <laughs> where do you go? Uh, <laughs> guys that was powerful what do you want for yourself in 2019 uh 2019 for me is going to be one i mean i'm going back to school so it's going to be a lot of having to learn a lot about patience resilience again um getting back to school mode uh but i think the biggest thing for me for 2019 is growing into a future husband um, I think that's one of the biggest things for me right now is preparing myself to be the man that I want to be for my future wife. And that is spiritually, mentally, um, because it's not something that you just pick up and do and you're there. So 2019 for me right now is being the best I can be because I'm going to be not only, it's not going to be just be me anymore. It's going to be us. And I have to prepare myself for that. Uh, so. That's what my 2019 is looking like. Very nice. Round down. Um, so for me, like you mentioned earlier, Conrad, so big thing for me in 2019 is going to be continuing to advance my career, still making moves towards that next opportunity. Got promising things looking in the future, so hopefully they come to fruition. And even if they don't, I know something's going to come along the way, and I just want to hit the ground running in 2019, wherever I end up. I want to be able to start making an impact, start immediately getting on the road to going even further in my career. You know, I've had my previous role, I felt like I was just there using it to get some skills and using it to, you know, be able to market myself better. So now that I've gotten those skills and I can put myself out there for something that's going to really fit exactly what I'm looking for, I can't wait to find it and just really be able to show my value and climb that corporate ladder and keep making this money. Hey. Make that money. Money. Money, they um, for the kid, I want for you to be more fearless. All right, just go out there. Fear, fear is whack. All right, it doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't add to your life. Um, you can add up all the moments of fear and 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 concern and misery, and it doesn't add one single moment to your life. So be fearless. Go out there and explore, and just be be dope. And don't like apologize for it. Hey. All right. So final question for the podcast for 2018. What do you want for the Who's Man's Is This podcast going into 2019? What are some, what do you want to see? I want to see more guests outside of our, I guess, I don't want to say friends, but like people we know. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, guests that are, are listeners that we have never met. Um, and for me, one of the things that we've tried to do it on the podcast, but we've been like hesitant because we're not all educated on it or understand everything. But I want a guest that can help us understand completely like the LGBT community, you know, because we've had a lot of questions and 
I mean, about the transgender community, and we don't know how to answer those or talk about them because we don't fully understand everything that's happening in that community. So, and I know there are people that are willing to sit down and listen, and you know, we've had a, a lot of deep talks about you know black community with Camila um, on our um, page that on our podcast that came on, and she educated us and talked about things that were serious. I mean, granted. Not everything, of course, we might agree or not agree, but at the end of the day, we're educating ourselves on something that we might not have an idea or an opinion on, or maybe do have a strong opinion on, and we're wrong. And it could, you know, that opinion can be transformed or something that educates us. Um, we are a funny group of guys, but at the end of the day, also, we want to bring some type of educational back with comedy but we want to teach people out there. We want people to step out their comfort zones. We want people to, we're not trying to change people's minds, but we want to put a, plant a seed to show you that there's two sides of the stories. There's different ways people think. There are different people in this world. Um, so 2019, I really am looking forward to more guests. I am looking forward to also, hopefully, a website for everyone as well. Hey. A Who's Man's podcast website. So that we can get people sending us um, emails. And I think my last one, so I can shut up, but um, interacting with our listeners more. And even on another level, just branding ourselves a little bit more. We have a good fan base right now. I mean, it's not huge, but it's people who are consistent. And we love those people. I mean... We, we know they're consistent because our at, our numbers are very consistent of how many people listen. And But we're young. I mean, we're just over a year, and we're still doing it. So I know it'll grow, but I just want us to be bigger. There's nothing bigger. wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go next since that's very similar to what my main one. I love more interactions with our guests. Even if they don't necessarily come on the podcast and join, I would love to have more people just writing in and sharing what they thought about our topics more. You know, so I would love if people could just send some our way and like, hey, what do you guys think about this? Or did y'all catch this story that happened? And then something that's a little bit more low key. Or if there's something big that happened that we may have glossed over and you want us to go into it, we go into it more, let us know. Also, I would love to hear people, you know, I, I know I spit a lot of unpopular opinions, but also, know, I can't be the only one out here that has these opinions. So if y'all hear me say that Denzel plays same character and y'all agree, say something. Let me know I'm not crazy. If y'all hear me say Popeye's is trash. I know there's got to be someone else who thinks the same thing. <laughs> Right in, so that way these guys can know that, that I'm not just out here saying stuff just to say it. I need to know who's, who's got my back out here. Um, another thing I would also love to see on the podcast more is some of our like constructive arguments. Like, I always take some of our best episodes are where we don't agree and where we just start, you know, not necessarily going in on each other, but having these different conversations where we share our viewpoints and see if we can convert the others to see things the way we see it. I think really, we have some really great dialogue when we have those type of uh, episodes. So I'd love to see that yeah. more. True. Yeah, I totally agree with you. What, what, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm going to say what about totally you, I agree with you guys. Um, definitely want more interaction with the fans. I want, like, a dialogue to happen. I even want, like, some type of um, – I still don't really know what Reddit is, but I imagine <laughs> that we would have a Reddit <laughs> that includes people talking about our podcast. That's probably not even how it works. Sorry, Serena. Um, <laughs> You're not far off. That's pretty close. I mean, we did have a listener that found us on Reddit, and I'm still trying to figure out how they did. But we did have one. Same. 
So in some something. way, that means Serena knows about us. Don't ask me how, but I believe it. <laughs> um, I want us to build the fan base. Obviously, you know, I want to reach more people. I want more people to be included and feel like they're heard and feel like they have a voice through our podcast. Uh, another one is like something I've always said. I want to do a live show. I want to do a live show in front of a live audience. I don't know how big it is. I don't know how small it is. I don't know. I don't even know hell how you even go about booking that. But I want that to happen in 2019. And I believe it can. And I'm looking forward to it. So that's what I want from us in 2019. Build the fan base and the live show. So I can come out and be like, what up, mother fuckers? <laughs> can you bring? Can, can you say that the first time, the first recording we do in 2019? That's your intro. We back, Oh, you thought we was gone. We back. Oh, that's great. All right. So, so with that. We got to go ahead and wrap this up and get out of here. So, like we said, we want to hear from you guys. So, let us know what y'all want to see in 2019, whether it be for yourselves, for the podcast, for your loved ones, for us. You know, feel free to share. We'd love to read it. We plan on coming back strong next year. So, if there's anything you'd love to see us bring into the new year a little bit different with the podcast or something you want to see us bring back that maybe maybe we used to do in the past, hit us up and let us know. There's a lot of ways you can get at us. Just inbox at whosmanspodcast at gmail.com. Our t- Twitter, Instagram is who's at Who's Man's Podcast. The Facebook page is still up and running. Who's Man's this search here. You'll see our faces come up. Feel free to get at us any, any way you can. All right, B. Go ahead and wrap it up for the year. How do you want to get out of hey, here? Don't at me at God. I am so lucky um, and thankful. And I just love you both. And I can't wait to see what the new year holds. And Let's just do it bigger and better. I'm out. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Right. Anybody who want to get at me, you can catch me on Twitter at TaylorMadeLife. Um, of course, there's not going to be an album of the month this month because we're wrapping it up right now. But all of Jay-Z's music is still out there and available for you to listen to at any given time. So feel free to, from start to finish. And you can always talk to me about it. So pick an album. We can have a nice little discussion and chop it up. Except for those two with R. Kelly. If you pick that album and you try to talk to me about it, we got crap. <laughs> <laughs> anything outside of that. I got my paper. <laughs> album of the month. All right, Conrad, close this out. <laughs> hey, you guys can uh, tweet me at datfella underscore Connie. Um, check out my pictures on Instagram at BigC22. Um, last words of wisdom for the year of the podcast until next year. Um, I already said this first one, you guys out there be twice as powerful as you think you are in 2019. Um, be okay and selfless with other people receiving their blessings while yours is still developing because your time is coming. Um, another one, I, a lot of people are going to want to change the world, save the world or start doing all that in 2019. But the key thing is heal yourself, know yourself, make yourself whole and free, release all limits so that you lo- your love can flow unconditionally for yourself and the world. This will open the heaven of your heart completely and it will guide you without fail. 
And once you get all of that, just look, the, the world's going to start changing around you. People are going to start changing around you. Eventually, you're going to end up where you need to be with who you are meant to be with and doing what exactly you should be doing in 2019. Starts with you. That's the key. Darnold, we're going to make things better in 2019 for you, sir. Amen. We're going to start with <laughs> swimming lessons. From there, <laughs> from there, sir, we're going to get rid of all them kangaroo shirts, all them kangaroo logos. And once we're done with that, we're going to tell you ain't shit, but we love you. <laughs> and we're going to build you up, Darnold, just because you showed Shockley where Serena was and Dang. pushed him. That's great and all, but you still ain't real because if a real friend would have grabbed the coat for him. Wow. Before you left the house, because your friend was that. too ex- your friend was too excited to think about that. Real friends, he sure did grab. Wow, he grabbed jewels. Really did have a coat on and gloves. Man, yeah, I just thought yeah. about that. And you wonder why, Darnold. You wonder <laughs> why. But hey, don't be a who's man's, because we're gonna find you. Just because we ain't recording, we still gonna find you, Darnold, and his friends. Hey, be blessed, be loved. Have a great last two weeks of 2018. Don't start January 1st. Start tomorrow. All right? One love.